Now it's time for Inspirational Women and my guest, Tanya Farman, who is the Queen of Hearts. She's the CEO and co-founder of Queen of Hearts Superfoods, and the label of her healthy and tasty salad dressings wears this stellar name. Tanya joins us to give us the historic view of her development of this important food item, important to us also because it is locally made. It's full of nutrition and is a sustainably sourced food product. Oh, and it's also National Picnic Month, so Tanya will have some tasty tips to share as well on that topic. Tanya Farman, good morning, and thank you so greatly for being with us today. Thanks, Kate. Appreciate it. I appreciate you, and our listeners are going to find out why by the end of our conversation. But there's so much that is is wonderful here. You know, it's summertime, so we're very excited about that. And the fact that we can do fun things like picnicking, which is much more conducive to the warm weather and summertime. And here we are in July. It's National Picnic Month. So it's so perfect that you're here to give us some insights into this. Yeah, it's just, I mean, we're in the height of it, right? It's Our weather is beautiful out of these couple months out of the year. And um, I just was outside last night and noticed we've got the bugs are coming out, mosquitoes and the ants. But, um, you know, there's so much we can uh, do with really great, simple recipes and food to make make it fun to be outside while you're eating. Yes. So that's right. We can just do backyard. We don't have to go somewhere. This is yeah. something simple to just be outside. Maybe we light a centronella candle if we find the mosquitoes are bad, right? Yeah, there we go. <laughs> I actually sometimes will rub mint on my legs or on my arms and legs because it's a little secret I learned that and anything you have lemongrass around, you know, sometimes our some, uh, not just the citronella candles, but some uh, lotions will have lemongrass and mint and they deter those mosquitoes. So little tips like that, you just don't know that uh, really will make it much more pleasant for picnicking outside. Thank you for sharing that. I did not know. And I have mint growing in a pot in my front yard area. So that is so terrific. Great. Yeah. Yeah. We'll add some to our lemonade and we'll rub the rest on our legs and our arms. (laughs) So in in terms of some of the foods that we want, and it could be just anything that we do, but I think that you have a special uh, pasta salad recipe you might be able to share with us. Yeah, well, you know, pasta salads, I think, get a bad rep uh, because we think of our grandma's pasta salad. And, and there's so many different pastas that you can use now for a pasta salad. Um, one of my favorites is orzo because it's so light. They're small little balls or, or actually not even balls. They're, they, you know, they're, they're kind of a, a little oval shape and they're, they're not heavy so that you can have a filling lunch uh, or even a side item for a dinner that doesn't have to be heavy. And uh, orzo almost acts like a rice. It's just a great great uh, pasta salad pasta and what I do is that just keep it really simple I mean you pretty much can't go wrong I would cut up some spinach and possibly some red peppers feta cheese uh, pine nuts are great or walnuts uh, or hemp hearts and you you can pretty much experiment or clean out your fridge and uh, put it all in that pot that orzo which is very simple to cook up it's only about four minutes I believe 
And you want to definitely run your pasta under cold water after you're done so it doesn't stick together. Let it cool. And you toss chopped vegetables in with the orzo and uh, toss it with, uh, we, we have a great dressing that we love. And, um, and it's a simple, sassy Italian. We like to call it kind of peppery and really brings those vegetables and the and the salad the pasta to life a little bit and so you know you don't have to overthink a pasta salad it's just it can be so simple it, you you can just add so many different things to make it uh, as simple or as complex as you want it to be and that certainly feels simple enough and especially with just using up some of the other items in the refrigerator so they don't go bad and we have to throw them out yeah yeah exactly and even, you know, with spinach, it's kind of funny when you, um, and it's also a really nice way to uh, use some of your wilted spinach, is when you leave the pasta, you run it under cool water, and you leave it just a little bit warm so you can toss the spinach in with it, and it kind of wilts the spinach even more. Um, so it's almost like a wilted pasta salad. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it's, it's a little tip for just really making those vegetables go a little further in, in your other dishes. That is really wonderful. And I think the presentation of that, you know, just thinking of the colors that are here uh, would be enticing even for kiddos who sometimes get a little picky about what yeah. they're going to eat in terms of vegetables. Yeah, exactly. You can pick and choose. You know, we sometimes they don't like tomatoes because they have, you know, whatever those those uh, those gooey things in the middle are to them. <laughs> or or whatever it is. You know, you can really um, craft it to what kids like. You can make it as simple as maybe just spinach or just sun dried tomatoes with that orzo. Um our dressing is a really bold, flavorful dressing, so you don't have to add a lot of additional spices and, and herbs that might scare the kids, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, and you know, another ingredient that I like to add sometimes is mint. Going back to that mint, you can use yeah. that in your pasta salad as well. So, well, yeah, and, you know, you really want to kind of – you'd like something that everyone would like, but that's hard these days, especially with – different allergies and diets. Um, but with a pasta salad, you know, you can also use rice if if people are gluten-free because the orzo is a pasta. So rice is always your second kind of go-to if, if you can't have uh, pasta. So this, all of what we just talked about would be done the same way, but using rice and it could be white rice or brown rice or jasmine rice, mm-hmm. and it would still be just as great, wouldn't it? Yeah, yeah, brown rice, even quinoa, uh-huh. types of barleys. There's, um, you really can get creative with, you know, the pasta salad category. It doesn't have to be pasta, but those rices, um, a wild rice, a white rice. Um, I would prefer a wild or a, or a brown rice. Quinoa is great. Um, they just add really nice nuttiness and depth to the salad, and it really can be a dish in itself. So um, it, it simplifies your entire meal. Yes. So here we have so many options that, and, you know, if we don't have a, a food allergy, then we might try some of each at different times. And each time we have one of the, the different ingredients, the, the, the rice or the pasta, it's 
just making it somewhat different, and it always feels kind of fresh. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. And it's just really nice to use what we have here. You know, we, we're going into tomato season, and um, although, although our tomato season is short, we get a really great selection of anything from romas and heirlooms and sun golds and and uh, we can we can use those wonderful tomatoes and basil right with it um Mm. a caprese pasta salad is really simple it's chopped tomatoes basil and mozzarella with whatever pasta and and then again we use our sassy italian dressing that's just absolutely just really a bright and light um, dish using just what we have at any farmer's market or grocery store, even your backyard. So um, this is a really nice, simple and light dish. And the thing that the really important thing here with tomatoes is you need the vine ripened. You need an organic tomato, correct? You know, I believe so. I I don't believe in getting tomatoes um, outside of the Pacific Northwest in the summer because our tomatoes that are vine ripened, especially organic, um, I I just think that there's nothing better. They just are so full of flavor. And, um, you know, it's just absolutely necessary when you are eating our produce straight from the whoever it is, uh, the vendor, or from your backyard for it to be organic because it just is, it, you know, you're, you're, you're taking it directly right into the body and, and, and you got to wash everything, whether it's organic or whether it's not organic, um, really make sure you wash your vegetables well. Um, and, you know, I just think that the flavors just come out so well when, when there's not chemicals involved. Yes. Yes, precisely. And yeah. so that is that leads us into talking about these dressings specifically because they are are they are natural and they are really healthy for us. And that was done with really a lot of thought in mind about making something that was going to be good not just for us and and tasty but good for the planet as well. Yeah, and you know that was something I I came from the world of of cancer survivorship um, before I got into food. And one thing you learn about working with cancer survivors is um, there's just a lot of toxicity in our food and healthcare system, and especially seeing how our food system delivers food. It just is it's really kind of depressing. And I really wanted to be working with ingredients that are not just healthy for our body, but what is something that we are, we're also not taking from the planet? And there's, there's a lot of great produce out there that is not necessarily the best for our soils and for our planet. And I, that's how I stumbled upon uh, the hemp seed, the nutritional hemp seed. It's an absolutely wonderful oil seed that is um, really it's absolutely one of the best plant proteins on the planet. Um, Just as great for your gut and for heart health and for cognitive health. It has really great omega fatty acids, but the plant on which it's grown has some of the best characteristics for improving our soils and for really helping with carbon sequestration. Um, And we can grow it domestically here in the United States. So we don't have to import it which is really helpful in reducing our carbon footprint. Mm -hmm. 
And can it be grown anywhere in the country? So it really depends on, it, it pretty much can. However, some places it grows a lot better than others. Okay. Um, it just happens in the, in, West, uh, in the western part of the United States, right in our backyard, eastern Washington in the Palouse. Uh, go Cougs. Uh, <laughs> we have some really wonderful soil and environments for growing uh, nutritional hemp. Um, same with uh, parts of Montana, Idaho, and Eastern Oregon. So w- we've got a really great area for, um, for nutritional hemp here. It grows really similarly to wheat or pulse crops like garbanzo beans. And um, it just so happens, going back to the organic conversation, that our EPA, this is kind of shocking, doesn't allow any non-organic growing of nutritional hemp. So all hemp in the United States must be grown organically. And uh, what's wonderful is it does. It grows really well, and it doesn't need the chemicals. It doesn't need the water. Um, it is, it's a bit of a magic crop, if you will, in that it really helps with the sustainability um, piece in in our country because our soils and our agriculture uh, land is, is so depleted right now. So mm. it, it's really exciting as a cover, uh, as, sorry, as a rotational crop for some of our other crops that, uh, that don't do so well. So um, that really got me excited. I really liked the environmental um, side of nutritional hemp, uh, but even more so, you know, I think a lot of people that buy our dressings, they don't know about that. It's really hard to fit all that information on a small <laughs> bottle. Um, and people just love it for the taste. You know, I, I just wasn't willing to compromise on taste. I wanted a, a dressing that was really, really good for you, but didn't compromise on flavor. So people wouldn't say, oh, this is sugar-free, or oh, <laughs> this doesn't taste like it's, you know, it, uh, this tastes healthy. And we were able to achieve that, and that really gets me excited. I um that we don't have any sugar, not added sugars or regular natural sugars in any of our flavors. And um, that's really hard to find in a shelf-stable dressing. There's usually a lot of sugar and a lot of salt put into those dressings to help preserve them. And uh, we also use only cold-pressed oils, uh, which is also very unique with salad dressings. Um, A lot of oils, soybean oil, canola oil, they're processed commercially using heat and, uh, and chemicals that basically speed up the process and unfortunately convert a lot of those healthy uh, fatty acids, those fats that we want into trans fats. And a lot of people don't realize that either. And um, I work a lot with oils and I taste all of our oils before we put them in batches and, and uh, proud to say we have really wonderful oils in, in our dressings. And so it's, um, that's really important piece because that also adds to the flavor as well. So it really deepens and really makes them robust. So I, in your descri- description of this, Tanya, I yeah. think I now understand the term superfoods. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. There is just so much that is not just wholesome, that is so healthy for us. But again, for the planet, the fact that in this time, we're having such a struggle with, as you said, the soil being depleted, but the fact that it doesn't need a lot of water because we're facing so much drought 
not just now, but just in general. And to have something that is so beneficial to us, well, again, with the planet, uh, it needs to be one of our key food groups. Yes, absolutely. Yes, you're right. You know, and um, we don't even use a lot of water in our dressings, which is is another um, uh, another ingredient that a lot of brands will use to make you know kind of cheapen the product. But you know, we're lucky in the Pacific Northwest to have access to really good water and have good water sources. Um, but that does not equate to healthy agriculture systems. We um, most of the country is in a drought and has uh, little access to water, if not like. I mean, nothing like what we have here. And um, it affects everybody. It affects all of our food and our costs. And um, it usually means that more chemicals have to be used on our agriculture in order to have, quote, unquote, healthier crops. So uh, water is a big is a big concern and should be a big conversation when we're talking about uh, healthy food systems and healthy food products. Yes, absolutely. And you know, when you described where it can be grown, I mean, that's a good chunk of this country to provide a food item, a, a food basic uh, that could feed everyone in the country. We don't need to import. We don't need to have to move it too far uh, afield. So it really makes a lot of sense. Yeah. And there's other parts of the country. Midwest can grow. Even even parts of the South are Texas is growing it, and and it it really can grow anywhere. It just needs the right variety to grow. It can grow in every country in the world. Um, it is it's that it's that uh, sustainable and hardy. And so, really, what's nice about that is we don't have to import it. We can really build a healthy supply chain here in the United States. And it reduces cost and also environmental um, impact. Um, and, you know, I think people are still fairly new to nutritional hemp. I think um, people still have questions that sound scary, like they might get, you know, high or <laughs> might be like some medicinal thing. But it, it's completely separate and, and unique from the, the other parts of hemp that people are referring to. Um, it, it's a, it, it's just like, uh, it could be like a flax seed or a chia seed. Um, it, it has such incredible superfood qualities. I put it on my oatmeal or on my yogurt every day in smoothies. Um, and that's what truly makes it the superfood uh, part of our dressings. Is it's about 30% of our, our dressings. But you can't necessarily taste it. It's really blended well with the uh, herbs and spices. And we use fresh citrus and a really high-quality organic apple cider vinegar. And you, you've got this is really um, great ingredients that, haven't traveled far either. Um, all of our organic apple cider vinegar is actually grown and processed in Washington. And uh, so we really believe that you, when you keep those ingredients close, your flavors are just brighter. Your nutrients are, 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 are bold and, and still retain, uh, retained. And, and uh, they don't lose that value, you know, when they're coming from overseas on, on hot um, containers on ships, it, it can really use, lose some quality there. So we're really proud to, to really make everything right here and, and really source close and locally. And that is 
certainly an exciting part of it. it. It's all happening here in the Northwest. And, you know, there's a certain pride we get with that. No, we, we want yeah. other people to benefit too. But the fact that it's right here is there's just a different element of excitement, along with the fact that you are a woman-owned, women-run business. Yeah. Yep, that's true. <laughs> yeah, exactly. With longtime roots, because we go back uh, many decades to your grandfather, who uh-huh. uh, I'm going to call him, as it says here, the pickle king of the Pacific Northwest. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Grandpa Farman. They, uh, my family had a pickle company called Farman's Pickles. And uh, Grandpa was the pickle king, as they called him, and it literally had a, it was a pickle with a crown on it. And, you know, those old icon, branded icons that they used to have in the 40s and 50s. It was just a, it was really a cool little icon. But, you know, when I started in food and was trying to come up with a a name, I really wanted to honor my family's legacy in, in food. One thing that my grandfather was really good about is having relationships with everyone from who grew the cucumbers, the farmers, to the retailers, the managers at the stores, um, the distributors, every uh, every part of the supply chain, all the way to the customer. He treated everyone the same, and he really valued relationships. And that's hard to find now, um, but being the being the manufacturer of the product, he worked with so many different um, entities to make that a successful product. Product we had farmers that would show up at our at our family reunions. It was great, mm-hmm. and retailers. And so, I I wanted to kind of you know have uh, play homage to that um, and how he ran the business. And so I really thought that it was. Uh, Time for a queen in the family. So, <laughs> hence, the queen of hearts um, was that was one piece of the name. The uh, other piece is the hemp heart is the, the core of everything we make. So it's truly the heart of all of our dressings. So it was a bit of a double entendre when I named uh, queen of hearts. And it's beautiful. I just love that. It's just so, it makes so much sense. And uh, the fact that it's healthy, good for us, but tasty and really connects people and connects the land. It's its just all woven so beautifully together that I, it's just, I find very exciting. Oh, thanks, Kate. Yeah. I mean, that was the intention. It's, it's you know, I'm not going to lie. It's hard when you're, you're up against uh, big food companies on the shelf. We're um, are, we're right next to the products that are General Mills and Kraft Heinz and Mondelez and all the big food companies, and it's really hard to compete as a small regional brand um, with with those other products. And um, really wanted to bring something to market that people could um, really trust feeding their family and. When people ask if they can pick up a bottle and read the ingredients, I get excited. <laughs> I, I'm not. I, I I don't shy away from it because I have nothing but pride in in what we've created and 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 how we've made it and the ingredients. So um, I don't know if many of my competitors can say that. So I I get really excited, especially right here in our backyard. It, this is people in the Pacific Northwest really um, value having good quality 
products with good ingredients. And um, I'm, I'm, I'm grateful to be here. I mean, I was born and raised here. So uh, I just feel like if uh, we're going to do well, it will be here. And, and I hope that people, um, you know, people's pace of change, I think, especially since COVID, and people are learning that um, food is medicine. And I really um, value that statement, and I really like that to get across to customers and to society in general. So it's, it's pretty exciting to see that happening on the consumer level. Oh, yes. And that is really key to remember food is medicine we have to really monitor what we put into our bodies so that it is healthy for our bodies because there's so much else around us that is fighting our bodies so to do what is right (laughs) yeah yeah and so um let's mention your website because i know that that is one area where we can order uh, the dressings online. So share that with us, if you would, Tanya. Yeah, our website is queenofhearts.com, just like it sounds. Um, And we also are in all PCC community markets in Puget Sound um, and some of the east side metropolitan markets and growing in more retailers. Which is perfect, and and you, yeah. when we when you say you know what, seeing you seeing these dressings besides the others that are kind of those maybe big company names, we have to consider what do they stand for? What are the investments in those companies? What are they supporting versus here looking at supporting the land and supporting our good health? Yeah, our health, you know, not just as um, our bodies and our our families. Um, in our communities, but also, you know, the uh, re- regional health of our local economies is really important. Keeping our money in the Northwest um, is is really important, and when especially when it comes to food systems. So, um, yeah, that's a hundred percent. You're right on it, right on target. Yes, so we have to really be much more informed and aware consumers for all those reasons. And uh, and the thing that's great, we're not sacrificing taste here. We're talking about really delicious food. And that's, you know, just so good for us. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And I'll be doing demos at PCC in the next three weeks, so... Anyone that likes to come by and, and try some of our dressing and chat and talk up food uh, and agriculture, I love it. I welcome it. How wonderful. Well, that is really terrific. So um, we have some ideas for picnics and we know what is good for us in general. Actually, you know, when you were mentioning uh, the salad, you talked yeah. about, or even your cereal, putting some of the hemp hearts on it. So we, you just really toss a a tablespoon or so on and and it's just uh, adds a little nuttiness to it does it yeah it's kind of like it has a texture of a sesame seed and so it's Mm. kind of chewy and it's it but it's nutty and you would throw it on a salad like pumpkin seeds or you know pepitas or it's it just adds a little nice little nuttiness to the salad i also I put it on soups. I put it on avocado toast or peanut butter toast. And uh, it's just, they're really quite uh, versatile uh, for adding protein and all the really great nutrients and fatty acids that they provide into your diet. Oh, sounds so 
fabulous, and my mouth is watering right now. (laughs) So we need to go find our own bottles of the Queen of Hearts dressings. And I think there's three or four different flavors. We have five flavors. Five, okay. Mm -hmm. We have a Green Goddess, the Sassy Italian, which is the one that is uh, really great with pasta salads, in my opinion. Uh, We have a Zesty Caesar spicy sesame and herb ranch and they're all vegan they're all free of sugars or sweeteners and no soy no dairy um no preservatives and uh really bold flavors so uh, i i suggest give them a try absolutely yes we must and just incorporate it into a picnic and then we've just uh, got a beautiful package with a bow tied up on top i think there you go. There you go. Exactly. Exactly. Well, Tanya Farman, you are just so amazing. Such a delight to talk with. I'm so thrilled that you are following in the family business all these years and bringing something so good for us and for our planet to our attention and awareness. Oh, thanks, Kate. I really appreciate the uh, conversation and talking to you about it. Well, you have lots of good stuff to talk about. So you see, it's a two-way street here. Wonderful. Thank you. You're so welcome. Thank you for your work and uh, have a wonderful, delightful summertime. Yes. Happy picnicking. That brings us to the end of a very full hour of Inspirational Women with Tanya Farman and Sunday Morning Magazine with Alicia Dunhams. I'm Kate Daniels, your host, and I greatly appreciate your sharing this hour with me and these special guests. For details you might have missed or information you'd like to know, please just send me an email, kated at warm1069.com, and I will get right back to you. Also, if you'd like to listen again or to share these important stories with your family and friends, Find the podcast on our Warm 1069 webpage. Just click on the podcast tab, then either of the show names, and then look for the guest names. I now wish you and your family a day of good health and good communication. Have a week of the same, and then please plan to join me again next weekend for another hour of Sunday Morning Magazine and Inspirational Women on Warm 1069. Good morning. <laughs>